0: That's really the theme of what we're talking about uh, for these next uh, four or five weeks as we talk about Christmas and kind of building up to, to uh, our Christmas Eve service and Christmas service and so forth uh, the Sunday before Christmas. Um, and so I wanted to, as I said earlier, I want to take some of these Christmas, I call them Christmas buzzwords, talk about them a little bit and, and try to get a little more depth, a little more. Um, uh, meaning to what that really means. One of the things that always comes up around Christmas time, and not just Christmas time, but I, at least in my experience more times than not, is this, this whole thing, well, it's Christmas, let's just love each other. And uh, that's great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with loving each other. Um, I think the thing that's, that's a problem sometimes is that we think about it more at a particular time of the year for a month out of the year than we do certain other, other times. The other thing that's kind of difficult about that is we don't really know what that means. You know, wasn't, okay, we're supposed to love each other. You know, what does that mean? So I did what I like to do lots of times when I'm looking for a particular meaning of a particular phrase or a word. I just punched it up on the internet, And I put down, love means. And uh, don't hold me exactly to this, I think it was 164,000 different websites came up. Um, obviously, some of those you probably don't want to punch on if you know my catch my drift um, or click on. But, um, but I clicked on just a few of the good ones. And, and, just, and here, here are some of the things that I came up with. Uh, love means that loving is, the, is loving the unlovable. Love means never having to say I'm perfect. Love means everything. Love means I want you to be. Love means to commit oneself without guarantee. That's an interesting one. Love means to commit one's self without guarantee. Love means never having to be proactive. Love means paying attention. That's good. Love means never having to say you're sorry. Love means having to say you're sorry. Love means to suffer. Love means yeah. You say okay. Love means to always say yes. Love means to always give all. Love means to always absorb all. Love means letting go. Love means never having to shop. Love means never having to say, I told you so. This was my favorite. Love means there's someone to teeter your totter. So um, (laughs) just kind of rang true with me, if you know what I mean. Um, Obviously, we are all over the place when we start talking about what what does this whole thing mean? My goodness, in the Greek alone, we have four different words for love. Kind of interesting, because in English, of course, we only really have one, and that can be described for something as sacred as a, a relationship with God or loving God, or something as, as as marvelous as a love between a husband and a wife to something as perverted as some sort of pornographic type of thing, so obviously that's, that doesn 't always give us the kind of definition that we need. I have some thoughts here; I just want to share them with you very quickly, um, as I like to do, and, and just some of the thinkers and musicians and and uh, other psychologists and so forth in this particular case. Uh, Mozart said this, neither a lofty degree of intelligence nor imagination nor both together go to the making of genius. Love, love, love. That is the soul of genius. Freud put it this way, you are never so helplessly unhappy as when you lose love. Duke Ellington, now there's There's some good music. Love is indescribable and unconditional. I could tell you a thousand things that it is not, but not one that it is. Isn't that interesting? Because so many times we can do that. I can tell you what it's not, but I'm not sure I can tell you what it is. Um, Great writer Thoreau, there is no remedy for love but to love more. And then um, Lord Tennyson put it this way, it is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all, and of course, some might remember it will be an oldie for most all of us here. But I remember it as an oldie. That was a song, of course, that Nat King Cole made famous later on. Natalie Cole sang also. Uh, it is better to have loved and never. It's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. I have another version of that because I think there's. A, I think that's a true one. I think that's a really good one. But what happens? I don't. Want, I want to take it out of just the romantic side of 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 love. Here's my version of that. It is better to have loved and had your heart cut out, stomped on, taken advantage of and treated like a pilgrim in the path of Attila the Hun than never to have loved at all. <laughs> you ever feel like that? I mean, not just not just in terms of a relationship with someone of the opposite sex, but maybe another person who a family member or maybe a good friend. A close friend or a best friend. And they take advantage of you and you just feel like, oh, man, is this worth it? I have some friends who love animals. And uh, I ask, I've asked them more than several friends like and I've asked them more than once, why do you, why do, you do that? Because you know that the animals are going to die and you're going to be heartbroken. And they're like, yeah, but what that animal gives me while it is alive is well worth it. You could even take it to that degree. So here's the issue. We, we're, all over the, we're all over the place on this. And what I want to do is kind of bring this down into something that, what I call shoe leather, into something that I, I can really kind of get my arms around and, and figure out what this means. And obviously, I don't want it just to be a, a romantic type of thing. It, it involves that. I don't want it just to be a family kind of thing with your kids or your parents. It involves that. But it also will go a step further. And, and that's really where I want to take you. And I want to I just give you some things to think about on that and... and uh, you know, the whole thing about the, about it is this. Caring about people can often hurt and it can often cause you to be taken advantage of. So what I want to do is I want us to get away from some of these abstract notions about love and how it somehow produces this, what I call this ooey-gooey, Christmassy feeling. Again, there's nothing wrong with... Try spelling that in your spell checker sometime. Ooey, gooey, warm, Christmassy feeling. Um, sometimes it is that. Sometimes it is. And that's terrific. But not always and sometimes not often. And that's why I want to really address this as best as we can. Get a little, get a little more, get a little more um, less abstract, if I could say it that way grammatically. Um, let's talk about it in daily actions. Daily Things that we do, or in some cases don't do. I want to debunk that sort of that warm and fuzzy love of the holiday type of feelings. Part of part of the, if you will, the roots of this particular talk. Um, that I one of the experiences that I remember vividly, and it's been many years ago. And I was a pastor at a church, and um, there were these two people who were at tremendous odds with one another. Great friction. Ah, you know that 's an understatement more than friction. Uh, there had been some hard feelings, there had been some some harsh words, there had been a lot of things that, that weren 't particularly healthy and uh, and it was the Christmas Eve service of this of this church, and I was the pastor there and and uh, the person one of the people came over to me and said, "I just saw so and so and and they said to me, "You know what?" And then we were started to talk about this problem we 're having they said let's it 's Christmas." let's just love each other. You know, two days later, they were back at it again. And I'm thinking, boy, that did a lot of good, didn't it? Okay, maybe they had a two-day respite. I don't know. But, but it didn't really solve the problem. This whole covering over for a day or two, you know, if you want to take a little truce from something and kind of come back, that's a different deal. But this whole thing is trying to cover over conflict in the name of love or in the name of Christmas or in the name of something else doesn't solve problems. And I'm really into solving problems if we can, particularly relationship issues, as opposed to just letting them hang out there and become fester in some cases into something much worse. I want to take you to just three different passages from the Bible. Some of them uh, you have heard me read before, if you've been here before. Um, and maybe some of them are brand new to you. It doesn't really matter. Let's just look at it. The first one is from John chapter 15. Gospel of John, and it goes like this. This is my commandment, this is Jesus talking, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this that one lay down his life for his friends. Greater love has no one than this, that they lay down their life for their friends. Jesus, of course, is talking to his disciples here, and he's saying, that's what I am going to do for you. Now, the whole catch to that is most of us, thankfully, won't have the opportunity, if you want to call it that, to lay down our life for our friends, at least as a martyr might. So we've got to think through that. So how do I do that then? So just hang on to that thought. We're going to come back to it, all Right? Another passage is one that you... If you've come here very regularly at all, or even just once or twice, you may have heard me use this, this particular passage because it's one of my favorites in the Bible. It comes from Matthew 22, and it goes like this. When the Pharisees heard how he had bested the Sadducees, they gathered their forces for an assault. We have two, it's almost like the, it's almost like the Republicans and the Democrats in, in, at this particular time. We have the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. And they're not just political, but they're also the religious leaders of the, of the, of the country at that time. And you have the, the, the Pharisees were a little more conservative than the Sadducees. Um, Sadducees didn't believe in a literal resurrection. That's why they were so sad, you see. And uh, they... It, sorry. Oh, anyway, there, there was a big difference here. Just wanted to see if you were awake. Um, they, um, there was a big, 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 kind of a big rub here. So they, the Pharisees heard this, and they said, we're going to best them. We're going to catch him. We're going to get him. Okay? So here we go. One of their religious scholars spoke for them, posing a question they hoped would show him up. Teacher, which command in God's law is the most important? Jesus said, love the... I I doubt that Jesus hesitated. Don't know that, but I doubt it. Love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important, the first on any list but there's a second set alongside it, love others as well as you love yourself. These two commands are pegs. Everything in God's law and the prophets hangs on them. This is pretty darn important. And Jesus says, here it is. I can tell you, love God, love others. You get that down, get back to me. You know? That's the issue here. And I want to show you one other passage, and this again is uh, the words of, uh, not in the gospel, but of John in 1 John. 1 John chapter 3 goes like this. This is how we've come to understand and experience love. Christ sacrificed His life for us. That is why we ought to live sacrificially for our fellow believers. Look at this. Look at this last phrase. And not just be out for ourselves. Wow. We could probably just read that last phrase about a hundred times and then leave and probably have all we need to know. I'm going to do a little more than that, but that's a good phrase. Not just be out for ourselves. That's the issue. I want to make four statements with brief comments about each one based on these verses that we've just seen to kind of get you to think along with me in this area. And, and, and you know, my, my hope is certainly that it will help as we uh, are in this holiday season, but I, my, my hope and prayer is that it will go beyond that and that it will make a difference with where you live, with your family, people you work with, people you're with every day, wh- wh- wherever it happens, people you go to church with. First statement is this. Authentic love will be inconvenienced. In other words, when you read what he says here, and and, and Jesus says, and what John says, and not just be out for ourselves, authentic love will be inconvenienced. Sometimes we think it's just a matter of writing a check. That might be. But it also has more to do with other things. It doesn't mind being inconvenienced. It doesn't mind and let me let me make sure I wrap that in the right words when I say doesn't mind. Does that mean it's work sometimes? Does that mean I always feel oh boy here's another here's another opportunity for me to show this person that I love them? Probably won't think that every time. You do things sometimes because it's the right thing to do, and because that's what God asks you to do. Some of the acts of love that we perform and do for our kids. Um, sometimes we're not, you know, our spirit's not always there. That's a different issue, and that's something that you can ask God to give you insight about. But one of the things is authentic love will be inconvenienced. Authentic love, second thing, sacrifices. It's willing to make sacrifices. It's willing to not just be out for what I want, what works for me, what's convenient, and all the other things that go along with that. In some cases, again, that may relate to your kid's that may, and I'm going to give you a whole bunch of other things here in just a moment to kind of add on to these, but I'm going to kind of go through these first four very quickly here. Uh, that may relate to your kids. That may, that may relate to friends. That may relate to people. you. Again, you make that application because there's a lot of places that I wouldn't mention probably or not even think to mention uh, that would work for you. Number three, authentic love is a risk. Authentic love is a risk. You're taking a risk. I'm going to talk more about this in just a moment, but the risk is this. Oh, there's a lot of risk. I can't tell you all of them. One of them would be that that it may go unnoticed. That's okay. The risk may you may you may be rejected. You may go out of your way to talk to somebody or to see somebody or to do something, and, and they may not, they may reject it. That's a hard thing, isn't it? I remember a couple of times I've done some things where I. I really went out on the way to do something for somebody. I thought, you know, this is great. When I see them, they're going to be so happy that I'm here, and they're going to be, oh, Rich, you shouldn't have a. And you get there, and they're like, I haven't got time for you. And you're like, well, up your nose with a rubber hose, you know. Why did I do this? Or worse. um, um, You know, that's part of the risk. That's part of it. Fourth statement. Authentic love (laughs) has no self interests. It's not just doing things. Here's what you're going to hear. If you haven't heard it already, the holiday time, do this, you'll feel better for it, whatever this is. Give to this, you'll feel better for it. Sometimes you don't. What does that mean? That mean I shouldn't do that? No, doesn't mean that at all. Authentic love has no self-interest. Not necessarily interested. Might be interested, but doesn't have to receive some sort of any kind of kickback in any way, emotionally or any other way. That's authentic love. That's a, that's a difficult thing at times. But I'll tell you, when you think through that whole concept, it's, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll change your life. Now, I want to give some... Some meat to those bones, so to speak. When we talk about authentic love, will be inconvenienced, Authentic love sacrifices. Authentic love is a risk. Authentic love has no self-interest. So I just want to run through a few examples of how this might work. Some very simple things. Some things that you're going to hear and go, oh, "That that that's not really." No. Here's my here's my premise. My premise is. One of the ways that we truly show love are in some of the everyday little acts, and they may not even appear necessarily as kindness. Okay? Hopefully they will. But but this is just everyday things. Because my point that I want you to grab hold of here is this is a daily, gosh, this is almost an hourly thing. And I want you to think. I want you to think through this. And I'm going to give you a few but you can make a lot more, and, and you need to do that in your own particular situation, in your own particular life. And these are things that some people have, have, given, have told me. In some cases, I've experienced them. Example number one, take somebody a meal. You say, well, that's kind of that's boring, isn't it? <laughs> no, not if you're the recipient. Anybody ever do that for you? Maybe you were just really stressed out. Maybe you were sick. Maybe somebody else was sick. Maybe something was going on and whatever, and they just say, hey, I brought, I'm, I'm bringing you over dinner tonight. Isn't that great? You just think, wow, how nice. That's terrific. Well, it may not be that. Maybe, might be, might be taking, it might be just calling somebody and taking them to coffee. Of course, these days, that could be an expensive proposition if you go to Starbucks, but that's, that's another issue, right? Um, uh but i'll bring him right up here we got the best coffee in town right do, hey do you like our coffee by the way that, yeah, did you, thank you very much thank you very much i didn't do it but uh we um we actually work very hard at that that's why i asked that but i mean it might be something as simple as as as, as and, and people people don't always do that in our very busy society maybe maybe they don't have time maybe you figure out a way to make it work you inconvenience yourself to make that happen all right um Maybe it might be just checking on somebody who has a, who's having a tough time. Just checking on them. I want to drop a name here, and uh, for many of you, it won't mean anything, so it doesn't really necessarily profit me. But I thought about it this week. Um, Monday night, we went down um, with uh, some good friends, Michael and, and, and Grace, who work with us here on the church. And, and I went down and saw a, a good friend who used to be part of our church in Vale. Uh, Michael W. Smith. He's uh for those of you who don't know and don't feel don't feel like you're on the outside looking in, if you don't know a lot of people, it's always fun for me when I hang out with him, we'll go to a mall or something, I'll say, We don't know who you are. You know, we'll walk through malls and three fourths of the people won't know. But in certain fields he's a big time celebrity, certain areas, certain he's a kind of the number one Christian contemporary artist for the last several years and he's more importantly, he's just a great person. And, and one of the things, I'll never forget, I thought about this week because we saw him at the concert down in Trenton. And uh, I have shared with you before, um, several weeks ago, um, about some of the issues that, that we have been through as a couple, that I've been through individually when I left the last church that I pastored and some of the burnout and some of the just some of the crap that I went through. And uh, right after that time, and because we... Smitty and I are pretty good friends, play a lot of golf together and some things like that. Um, he, He had heard about it from somebody and he called me one night, late after a concert. Hey, how you doing? I'm not doing too good. He called me every night for two weeks or longer, just, wasn't long conversations, just to check on me. Now, did it matter that he was this big time celebrity? Not really. What mattered was that a friend cared enough to take time less than five minutes out of their schedule to call and say, Hey, are you okay? I just want you to know I'm thinking about you. And that's that's huge. You can do that. You don't have to be some big name to do that. You can do that. And I'll tell you what, it'll mean something to those people. It may not mean as much as the ti- at the time as it will later on, but it will mean a lot. Trust me on that. Some of you have experienced, been, been the recipient of that as well, and you know you know how important that is. Uh, another thing. Um, you know, I'll tell you one thing. Another example, just a real simple example. There are people, people here, who cared enough about their friends and neighbors. They said that we want to invest our resources and all that that in, in encompasses in, in a church that's going to be culturally relevant and it's going to, that's going to hopefully speak to people where they are and how they live and that, that's going to talk about the practical aspects of what it means to to follow Christ and the practical aspects of the Bible. That's love. We have people here who've done... And it's been a sacrifice. It's been a huge sacrifice. And it's been risky. And, and it's been... Uh, it's no self-interest. And it's been an inconvenience. First time I came here, some of these people... Uh, not only having invested huge resources financially in other areas and, and so forth, but also uh, just in time-wise. The first time I came here, they used to, we used to here at Renaissance, we used to meet at nighttime, and uh, they used to have to set all this stuff up, all this stuff up, unbelievable, um, and tear it all down. And they didn't have, till I came here, and because I'm a lazy dog, I figured out a way somebody else to do that for us, and now got some college kids to come here and help us. But... Uh, they all did it themselves. People were crazy. From 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon until about 9 or 10 o'clock in the evening, they were busy trying to get things ready for church or tore down for church, torn down. It's unbelievable stuff. Did that always feel good to them? Talk to some of them about it. No. <laughs> were they always, ooh, this is so great. We love these people. We want to do this. No. None of us would. But that's love. Doesn't always feel warm and fuzzy. Sometimes it does, but often it doesn't. It's a practical way of love. You know what? Dropping a note to somebody, phone call, email, hey, I was thinking about you today and I prayed for you. That always means a lot to me. Because I think, here's what I think. I think, you know what? That person took the time. However, you know, maybe it didn't take an hour took a few minutes out of their day, and they said, God, help Rich Dieters. Well, let me just tell you. (laughs) Any time of day you pray that, it's probably relevant, okay? (laughs) Rich needs some help. But the fact that people would take the moment and just say, you know, I've been thinking about you, and I pray. Not a big thing, but it is a big thing, too. Every day acts of love. Um part of this deal is, and this, this really gets into the essence of love, maybe in relationships, maybe even in a husband-wife relationship, maybe one of those is giving 95%. You know, it's always fun counseling with young married or people about to get married couples, and they say, well, it's 50-50, and it's going to be 50-50. And I'm like, yeah. If this marriage is 50-50, it's not going to last 10 days. Somebody's going to be 90-10. Sometimes. Sometimes it's going to be ninety-five-five. Sometimes it's going to be hundred to nothing. But if you love each other, you're willing to make, take that step. And in relationships in general, you, you need to think about that. And One of the things that I always think about, and we all do, I've done this, so I'm not being critical of those of you who, who have done this. when we say, Well, well, you know, let's let why don't you all come over? Well, let's say you had us over last time. You know, we we do that whole thing. And that's fine. I'm not socially and all that stuff, that's fine. But what I'm saying is Love doesn't always think like, that doesn't matter who, who came over last time. Let's talk about now. You know, my point is this. When we talk about this kind of action, this kind of practical, everyday stuff, it may be, in some cases in a marriage, in some cases in other relationships, where somebody is given 90% or more, for a you can do the percentages all, all along, and the other person's not. You say, well, that's not right. I didn't say it was right. I said it was love. And that's the issue here. And I can tell you from one who's been married for 32 or three, how many years? 32 or three? Uh, 32? I don't, you don't know either, we don't know. It's great, you know? <laughs> once you pass 50, Charlene and I have the best, we tell each other the same stories over and over again. Hey, that's great, I didn't know that. You know, <laughs> It's terrific, you know? You got a lot to look forward to. Um, <laughs> It's just, you know, I tell her stuff about my teenage years and I've told her two or three times. Oh, really? That's great. And she'll do that for me too. Anyway, um, I can tell you a guy has been married for some, somewhere over 32 years. Um, there will be times when one or the other will be giving 100% and the other may not be giving anything because that's the way life works. And if you're going to base your relationship on that, you won't stay together. It won't happen. Right. hopefully you're both always going to give 100. But life is life, and you understand what I mean. We're all human, and we live in that kind of a world. And the same is true with relationships outside of marriage. And we need to understand that. You say, "Boy, I've been in this relationship with this friend for a while, and I'm not getting anything out of it. Maybe you're not, but how about them? That, that, that's love. I may not stop and think about this is love, but that's what it is. And that's what's missing in so many relationships today. They're so conditional. It's what you do for me. It's what I receive. And granted, that's wonderful. And I'm not saying that that's a horrible thing. It's not. But sometimes it works the other way too. Another example is just, it's just taking the biggest step in relationships, which goes right along with it. Just taking the biggest step in relationships it's it's and 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 here's what i mean by that in some cases what we have on on that kind of a deal is this we talk about taking big steps in relationships it may mean a a wife or a husband usually it's the wife but i've known a few situations where where it happened to be the husband but it may be where one or the other maybe sacrifices their career for the sake of the other Maybe that person has, a, has, has, has the job opportunity here and it's going to cause the other one to, to be somewhat impaired in their, in their career. Love says, I'm willing to make that sacrifice for you because I love you. And, and you know what? I know, I know for a fact we have, I, know, I don't know about men, I know we have some ladies here, some women here who've done that. Uh, I want to be fair, I have I ha- not here, but I happen to know a, a guy who's done the same thing for his wife, just for the record. So it works both ways. Because of children and all kinds of other complications in our society, usually, in my experience, what I've seen happens, you know, more with the wife than with the husband, but it happens both ways. And but see, love does that. And I don't know if you've thought about that or not, but you need to think about that. You need to think through these things. Because this whole thing of this whole love thing, it, it's an everyday deal. That's why Jesus said, you want to know what's important? Here's what's important. Love God and love others and everything else to take care of itself. I think he knew what he was talking about. Will I always feel warm and fuzzy? No. Sometimes, but not always. Let me make these last two things, and I need need to stop. Sacrificial love has two requirements. I just want to make these statements, and and, and we'll, we'll... We'll close with this. Sacrificial love has two requirements, and I have them here for you, I don't have them on the screen, but that's okay. Number one is you are doing something with no expected return. I know that's tough for some of you, but it's, and it is for all of us. But you are doing something with no expected return. And number two, it's sacrificial because there is risk involved. It's risky to reach out. As I said a moment ago, it's risky to reach out. You might be rejected. They might not appreciate it, but you still do it. You still do it. And there are many ways that that works. Let me just give you this last thought and we'll stop. What do you do with this? What do I, you know, go through all this? And and you know, my challenge, my challenge on something like this is really to to try to to get you to understand this in a way that's really going to matter because we can all talk about this, this euphoric thing of, if that's what it is, of love, but, but really what matters is, is how we live and how it affects us, not just on Sunday morning, but on Monday morning and Tuesday morning and so forth. But think, this is the issue, think of incredibly practical ways to love in your own particular unique situation. Don't be afraid to act on that. Don't be afraid. And to do so without expectation and that's an issue and that's a huge issue but without expectation as if I could say it this way awkward wording but it's the only way I know how to say it as unto God because by the way he will know and he will notice even if no one else does and sometimes you'll walk away from situations and you think, well, gosh, that was pretty much a waste of my time, wasn't it? No. Because there is a God in heaven and He notes each one of those things. And sometimes if I'm going to have the right attitude, I have to have the attitude of saying, you know what? I didn't do this for them. I did this as unto God because I'm going to stand before Him someday. And I can live with that no matter what kind of response, no matter what kind of rejection or acceptance that I received, it's as unto God. And I believe it's a lot of what Jesus said in that you did it to the least of them. You did it to me, which is a passage in the Bible. And the least of them may be children. It may be my wife or husband. It may be somebody that I know here in church. Maybe somebody I know at work. doesn't matter. That's your challenge to figure out. Doing it, acts of love, actions of love, as unto God. Because he'll never, never not notice. Let's pray together. Lord, these are, um, these are really important truths for us. Help us to grab hold of them mentally, emotionally. Own them, live them, and Lord, I pray for each person here, and I each, yeah, I pray for myself. I pray for each one of us, Lord, that as we think through this, we would uh, we would recognize that really the only way we can act in this way, and the only way we can act in the way that's that's really going to make this real in our lives, is by being connected to and having a relationship with God, and Lord. We know that comes with our relationship with Jesus and coming to Him and putting our trust in You and, and saying, Lord, I want to put my trust in You. I believe You came and suffered and died and went to the tomb and rose again to give me new life. And I want to accept that where I am Or, And for some of us, Lord, it's a matter of saying, I want to, I want to cling to that, knowing that it is only through the love that Christ has loved me with that I can indeed show and display that love to others. And I pray that, Lord, pray that for each one of us. I thank you for each person here, and Lord, you know what each one is dealing with, and I just ask that they would just talk to you about that and to deal with it according to that. We thank you for your t- uh, this time we've had, Lord, we just pray that we'd take some of these thoughts as we leave here, and uh, that they would just sink down into our conscience and into our heart and into our mind, and we pray that in the name of our Lord Jesus, and we thank you. Amen.